listening to Phenomenology Club Radio. Hello and thank you for listening to this audio podcast. I am Buttress, the host of Phenomenology Club, which is an interactive online community of artists and thinkers centered around this content that I create and curate online for us to talk about which is why both our tagline for Phenomenology Club and the subtitle for this discussion series is Talk About It. Most of these uploads are originally streamed live on our YouTube page. If you're interested in interacting with those as they happen live, please go subscribe and turn on the notifications at youtube.com slash phenomenologyclub. And in general, to learn more about our club, what we do, and how you can become a member for only $1 a month, please visit our website at www.phenomenology.club. Thank you for listening. Stay trippy. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Phenomenology Club. It is I, Buttress of New Jersey, the noble stateswoman of New Jersey. I don't even know what stateswoman means, but it sounds good, right? Uh, happy Saturday. I am keeping with my goal of uploading at least once a week. Like I said, I'm a bit of a one-track mind. I've been hard at work over here, hyper-focused on a few projects that I won't say anything about. I'll just let you experience them when you experience them because I'm tired of uh, saying things are happening and they don't happen when I want them to. So you'll get it when you get it. Good for you. Um, hello, Andrew Finney. What's up? Uh, ooh, someone in Phenomenology Club just suggested that we discuss whether or not gay people wear hats. I'm actually not sure. Hmm. Any of you gay? Any of you gay and wearing a hat? Or gay and have worn a hat? Gay and plan on wearing a hat in the future? Because that's really cool. Um. Oh, you're doing logic homework while watching, Andrew Finney says. Wow, amazing. What? What an amazing group of people we have here. Gay people and people doing their logic homework. I'm so flattered. Um, but anyway, let, let's talk about some stuff. Uh, yeah, like I said, gonna keep uploading at least once a week. I usually upload with more frequency, but, um, I'm, I'm deep in some shit. I'm balls deep in it. But for now, we'll do at least once a week. So, ayahuasca pasta says no. No what? You're gay and wear hats? Alright, well, there it is. There it is. <laughs> gay people do in fact wear hats that's great um so yeah since i've been so hyper focused on things i haven't really been um you know on like social media and stuff um but honestly i mean that's partially because i'm just in this phase where i just find it so repulsive i go into phases where like every time i log on to social media i am just repulsed and disgusted by the state of the discourse but it happens like clockwork and so i'm left to wonder if this is some sort of like i don't know maybe maybe it's some sort of like physiological thing that resembles some sort of like an rem cycle i have the same thing with my music listening uh choices like the past few years every winter as soon as it becomes winter like you know as soon as it's cold and snowy i have to listen to dance hall and i can only listen to dance hall all winter and then i don't listen to dance hall that much during the summer which seems strange right because dance hall is so warm and sexy 
but actually I fucked up my schedule this year because in getting into all my DJ stuff, I had to uh, keep listening to dancehall because I DJ a lot of dancehall and I went through the summer listening to dancehall and now this winter I don't want to listen to it so I fucked up my cycle. I mean I do want to listen to it but it the, it's just not right. It's not there. I, I've been listening to like industrial German music instead which is much more appropriate for winter but I miss my dancehall winter session so shit. I don't know what happened there, but this is also what happened to me last year, kind of with social media around this time. I'm just like, oh, I just can't even look at it. It's just gross. Everyone's on there just saying the dumbest shit. I just don't care. I don't care. And not only do I don't care, I do care. I care deeply. <laughs> I care so much that I'm upset that and I can't look. God. So so usually though by being on social media i have such a plethora of variety of topics to choose from what's the hot controversial topic of the day that i can just rant on about and maybe lose like a few hundred followers about if i decide to speak on or something you know and the last thing that i saw on there that i thought might be fun to talk about actually was richard dawkins talking about eugenics richard dawkins is a fucking asshole gotta say don't like that guy at all uh, but I thought that was interesting, both what he said and the backlash. So maybe the next upload, I'll do like a, a a eugenics episode because I have some controversial ideas about eugenics. The first one being uh, that we already are balls deep in eugenics. Uh, so that's interesting. But uh, I thought that, you know, another topic that's always controversial and that I'd like to talk about right now because it's something I've been thinking about a lot is mental health and wellness. What are the sort of popular ideas about mental health and wellness and from a philosophical perspective are they consistent? Um, <laughs> That was like a controversial thing recently too, right? one of the last times I logged into social media I saw some fucking YouTuber guy like said something about anxiety this happens all the time right somebody says something about anxiety like something to the effect of you know go to the gym and get over it or something and then everyone's like how the fuck could you say that I have an anxiety disorder and this and that and some people have no control and yada yada that's what I want to talk about today because that's fun and controversial and since I'm not on social media to piss people off I thought I'd do it in here instead. Um, let me just look at the chat real quick. Okay, you're all talking about how you're gay or you're not gay and you wear hats. You're not gay, but but gay people definitely probably wear hats because it's fashion. You know, that's a very, <laughs> very good point. <laughs> hats are fashion and gay people do like fashion. I, I think that's what you're insinuating. But I think all people like fashion, but you know, I, I think you're onto something. I'm really curious to see where this goes. Keep talking about whether or not gay people wear hats. I've never been gay. I'm only half gay. Uh, so I'm really not sure. I wear hats, honestly. I wear baseball caps. Um, I really like how they uh, make my head look. Um, well, not my head, you know. Well, yeah, my head, my head. <laughs> Maybe not just my head. I, I really like how they make me look uh, baseball caps. But it's got to be the right one and also the right color. Like if a baseball cap is too loose, if it's floppy, uh, doesn't look good, you know. 
I don't know what it is. It's something about the tightness of the hat band and the hardness of the brim that I think creates a nice aesthetic that makes me look a way that I find pleasing. Makes my head look good. But anyway, I want to talk about uh, mental wellness. Even though Ramona in the chat is trying to entice me into giving some of my eugenics hot takes, which I won't right now. I've given some of them in Phenomenology Club. Um, That was probably the last time that I felt people in Phenomenology Club felt that I was saying something fucked up. Uh, So get excited for that upload. (laughs) But anyway, mental wellness. So I'm really interested in this idea uh, that I've been thinking about a lot recently that I spoke about a little bit in one of the last uploads, the upload called Violence. It's the second to last upload. I'm really intrigued by this idea. Um, Well, not the idea, but the concept of possessing certain traits. Uh, a thing like violence we talked about the idea that somebody can be violent and whether or not that that's really a useful way of framing such a concept in your head as opposed to uh you know saying somebody can exhibit violent behaviors does that make them a violent person yes of course you know that's this is how we use the word but as we all know language is very tricky and it's easy to get to get fooled really by the sorts of uh affirmations that language leaves us with internally i think one of the best examples of this idea is something Uh, that I talked about in the feminist upload, the observations, crashing the feminist wave function upload, where I talked about modesty. I think that everything that's wrong with the concept of modesty is a perfect example of what I find so intriguing about this idea of possessing qualities and whether or not it's useful to talk about humans possessing them, you know, because modesty is a thing that women are often described as possessing you know um whether or not somebody is saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing something that's influenced by patriarchy or religion or whatever but but i think that the very idea that a woman can possess modesty i think the way that we frame it with our language leaves us with an internal affirmation that is actually really sinister and fucked up because when you say that a woman is modest what is really being said you know do women possess this thing we call modesty or is enacting or exhibiting modesty in society a thing that certain women do for reasons you know and in that sense it's more of a thing that you do in response to something you know what would modesty be would there be any such thing as modesty if we were all out here butt naked and there was no such thing as sex or sexual assault or any of this you know modesty is really the act of covering up in response to the fact that there are praying eyes everywhere you know it's not something that arises spontaneously out of you and in that sense i think that when we describe women as possessing modesty we actually are doing a really huge disservice to the reality of our circumstances you know it removes accountability for from the external conditions that create 
even a need to come up with such a concept as modesty and basically puts it on the shoulders of the woman. She possesses it. This is what she does. But she really isn't doing anything of her own volition. She is responding to her environment, you know. Nobody is modest spontaneously. People are modest in response to all types of variables. And I think that this kind of idea ever since I had it, like a little light bulb going over my head like a Looney Tune, I've been thinking about how much this applies to so many other concepts as well, you know, and whether or not I am tricking myself with my language and the way I use my speech and frame my arguments when I describe people as possessing certain qualities, you know, violent uh, is one that I thought was interesting. Uh, also, morality. We were just talking about in Phenomenology Club with Mind Ranger, who's in here from Hungary. What's up? Um, this idea that uh, you can be moral, you possess morality, is that really even a thing? You know, you might possess, I, I think that you might practice something that we call morality in a way that is stronger, more coherent, more. Uh, what's the word consistent than others but you know i don't i don't think that morality is necessarily something you possess any more than a thing like virtue and of course this begins to look arbitrary at a certain point you know because it's like well yeah do we really even possess anything but i think that depending on what the concept is you know uh that this can become more or less sinister i think for example the modesty discussion i think that that actually has very harmful implications if we refuse to consider what is actually going on and describe modesty as a thing women possess you know much more than i think calling someone violent because they tend to exhibit violent characteristics i don't think that that necessarily leads us into similar mental trappings you know um, but I think that another one that is very sinister, very sinister with the way that we talk about it uh, in our various conversations with each other is mental health. How often do we hear each other, see each other, you know, uh, tell each other <laughs> what, what things you need to do X or Y for your mental health. Do this for your mental health, this or that, you know. What is mental health? What does it really describe? Anybody? I'm going to look at the chat. I was purposefully not looking for a second because I know you motherfuckers are still talking about whether or not gay people wear hats. Watch. I'm going to look. I'm going to put $2 on it. <laughs> yup. Yup. Wow. I can't wait to read this later. I'm not going to be seduced by the gay people wearing hats convo. All right, get get on my page for a little. Take a take a take a break, please, from the whether or not hats are homosexual discourse, uh, which I think we should conclude this upload with when I'm ready to be finished. But but mental health. What what do you guys think about this? Do you um, personally put much stock in the idea of mental health? That it is something that you cultivate within yourself and can, uh, you know cultivate a good a wholesome mental health for yourself um i feel like there's so so many controversial variables at play in this kind of 
discourse. Like I said, uh, one of the last times I logged onto social media, some fucking YouTuber asshole had said something to the effect of, like, they got over anxiety by themselves or something, you know, and everyone was like, how dare this fucking asshole, doesn't he know that anxiety is a, a mental disorder and we are afflicted with it in ways beyond our control? Um, I'm not defending this guy because I'm sure he's an asshole because pretty much all the YouTubers are assholes, let's just be real, except like, you know, a handful of like scientists that run fun channels, but, uh, but... I am definitely very, very, very put off by this outrage, the kind of pearl-clutching that goes on when anybody makes even the faintest suggestion that you can exercise some sort of control over your mental health. Um, and the reason I feel this way... Well, before I get into that, I mean, I'm trying to think about why these kinds of takes are so controversial. What is upsetting to people about them? I think that what is upsetting actually is pretty uh, rational and reasonable, you know? I think that what's upsetting is this culture that definitely exists where people just don't believe in, like, any sort of... Um, you know, mental treachery. I don't know what else you would call it. And basically, if you have any problems, if you're upset, go for a fucking hike, go for a jog, get the fuck over it, be a man, quit being a fucking pussy, whatever, go outside, pray to Jesus, whatever the fuck you gotta do, get over it. Stop being a bitch, you know? And I think that it's good that society is trying to get away from these kinds of attitudes because we know historically, you know, for one, there's many people that actually do have very serious mental affliction and historically they're not really able to get the help that they need because a lot of people will just say it's all in your head bruh you know but on the other hand too even people who I think don't have some sort of mental disorder or illness or disease you know I think they too uh deserve empathy when they're going through some sort of emotional turmoil you know we should all try to be open with each other about these sorts of things because it feels good and it's nice and you should be nice um but i do think that this attitude the kind of discourse that goes on around mental health and wellness is actually very very ascetic um and that's definitely something a reoccurring theme on this channel as well asceticism Let's talk about asceticism real quick for anybody who hasn't listened to any of my previous uploads where I mentioned asceticism. Let's define it for the people because that's what we do. Asceticism. You ready? Ready for this definition? I haven't hooked up the sound flower thing. I'm, I'm not in the mood right now, so you can't get our usual pronunciation computer voice. Sorry about it. I'll do it myself. Actually, no, fuck it. You know what? I love you. I fucking love you. I'm going to hook it up. Because also, how do we know that they're, the computer voices are going to say it and be like, ascetic. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> All right, let's go. Ready? Ready for this pronunciation? Merriam Webster noticed that you're using ad blocker. Yes, suck my fucking dick, Merriam Webster. I don't give a fuck. I love you, but. Fuck you. A sad act. Alright, ready? 
Ready? Ready. Asceticism. Ready for this pronunciation? <laughs> I'm scared. Fingers crossed. Asceticism. Boom! 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 Wait, let's make sure that I've been saying ascetic right as well. I feel like I've done this before in my life, but you never know. You gotta do it more than once. Ascetic. Ascetic. Boom! Boom! Alright, so let's talk about it. Asceticism. Definition of asceticism. Number one. The practice of strict self-denial as a measure of personal and especially spiritual discipline. The condition, practice, or mode of life as an ascetic. Rigorous abstention from self-indulgence. And let's just click ascetic real quick. Same thing, but let, let, let's read it. You never know. They might have just something fun in here. Ascetic. Practicing strict self-denial as a measure of personal and especially spiritual discipline. Alright, same fucking thing. So, you know, for any of you who are familiar with Nietzsche, uh, and I talked about this a bit in my Superheroes Are Ascetic video upload, rather. Ooh, I'm turning my mic down. I'm hot. I'm too hot. Sorry. Um, I talked about it a bit in the Superheroes upload and also in the Legend of Babu Jibos, my Phenomenology Club Christmas special upload, uh, specifically some of Nietzsche's ideas on asceticism. Nietzsche in Genealogy of Morality, which is the first philosophical text I ever read and related to very hard as somebody who was raised in fundamental Christianity, um, he describes how Christians have come into an ascetic mode where really they see people exhibiting human greatness flying high above them and because they feel themselves incapable of being great because they do not feel as if they possess the qualities that can make them great they have to come up with a justification a rationalization for why this is that removes accountability and control and power from themselves so if they see somebody doing this or that or this or that thing and they are envious of them and want to be like them but also do not find themselves capable or wish to do the work to become like them, they say instead, oh, well, they're sinners. That's a sin. That's not righteous. I am righteous. And being humble is righteous. Being meek and of the earth is righteous. Not striking back is righteous. All of this shit, you know, it's basically a justification for your own inadequacy, you know, um, whether or not, well, I won't say that. But I feel like the mental health discussion really mirrors this sort of thing in a lot of ways, you know. Because, like, look look at the kind of mode we have come into. Where to even suggest that, like, perhaps there is things you can do as an individual that might better your circumstances, you know. To even suggest that has become controversial, which I find insane. People will fucking... Just like fucking get so upset. Like, wow, I I have anxiety and my anxiety is so bad that I can't even do this or that or this or that. It's like, 
that's terrible. Do something about it. Shit. But the reason that I feel that you do have some sort of control is also because of something that I find even more sinister. And why I have put a photo of our friend Ted Kaczynski, a.k.a. the Unabomber, in the thumbnail of this upload. Whether or not you like to admit it, the Unabomber has some great fucking points. And one of them relates heavily to this idea. I've made a meme. <laughs> I made this in Phenomenology Club. Look, I figured out how to uh, do photo transitions. I'm going to put it up in the thumbnail. If you can't see it, it's okay. I'll read it if you're not watching. Check out this meme, bruh. It's a minion super edit with this uh, Unabomber quote. Boom! <laughs> This shit's hilarious. We watched the Minions movie in Phenomenology Club because that shit is deep and it has so many agendas. Like, so many. And if you want to know about it, join the Discord for only $1. We have a whole channel called Minion Globalist Agenda where we are getting to the bottom of everything that Minion stands for, which is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, it goes so deep before I get into this. I noticed on rewatch when we watched it the last time, like, this whole female character, the supervillain, she is totally, like, a metaphor for, like, feminism. And even so much so that there's a part where it shows a sculpture of her and she's holding the fucking Labrys axe or however you say it. Like, what the fuck, dude? That shit is heavy. Anyway, back on topic. This Minions, um, <laughs> quote. Minions meme. I put the Unabomber quote. Let me read it for you, because I find it very relevant to this discussion before I continue. Um, oh, shit. It's too little. Okay, ready for this? Unabomber. The concept of mental health in our society is defined largely by the extent to which an individual behaves in accord with the needs of the system and does so without showing signs of stretch stress stretch what what stretch <laughs> i'm reading that again damn <clears throat> theodore kaczynski <laughs> stretch the concept of mental health, quote unquote, in our society is defined largely by the extent to which an individual behaves in accord with the needs of the system and does so without showing signs of stress. What a deep fucking quote. I believe that this is so, so, so true. This idea that a lot of what we describe as our own mental health and wellness is really not something that spawns spontaneously out of us. It's a thing that resembles modesty. It's a thing that is reacting to all that is around us, you know. When we're depressed, the, the common attitude is to be like, there's something wrong with you. You need a therapist, you know? When we're anxious, there's something wrong with you. Like, go fix it. Have you tried rose petals and lavender oil in your bubble bath? Whatever the fuck? Have you put avocado oil on your temples and read your fucking birth chart? Fucking suck my dick? You know? It's like, whenever you say you're depressed or something, it's immediately, like, a problem. And I feel like... That's fucked up and aesthetic in its own right. Because 
I don't think, first of all, that identifying a thing like depression or anxiety as something that is bad. I, I think the act of doing that is in and of itself ascetic. Why are you doing that? Being depressed means you're functioning as normal. I think that that's true. I mean, why do we have emotions? What we call emotions. I haven't done the emotion upload yet, but I have some controversial thoughts on emotions too. You want to hear one? You want to hear one? I think that all emotions are the same thing. They're just going through different filters. What? I don't care. Sue me. Fuck my ass. But anyway, for real, like, emotions. Why do they exist? If I... I mean, many people won't call this an emotion, but it is. If I touch the stove, that's hot. And I'm like, bleh! That's my emotion. The bleh! I retract my hand. There's something wrong, you know? My body is identifying that there's a problem and telling me to take my fucking hand off that fucking stove. I think that same is true for a lot of what we experience as depression, anxiety, you know, something is wrong. I think that, of course, this gets much more complex and nuanced as we go about navigating our modern society, because I think it's undoubtedly true that a lot of what we experience as emotional reaction is uh, kind of arbitrary, from an evolutionary perspective, if we're talking about emotion this way, you know, emotion is a thing that enables us to see that there is some sort of problem in our external environment and respond to it. An example of something that I think might be arbitrary would be like, you know, um, hmm, 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 hmm. feeling that you're ugly or feeling that your hat is too floppy. <laughs> and it making you sad, things like this, you know, there's all these sorts of complex variables that modern society has introduced where now we feel like all of these sort of emotional responses to like logical configurations of arguments that really serve no sort of purpose and are not really rooted in reality, you know. So I think for that reason, uh, it can become easy to think that a lot of what you experience as depression or anxiety might be stupid. Myself, I'll give an example of what I experience <laughs> as anxiety. I, if I smoke weed and go somewhere where there's a line, like waiting in a line, like Rite Aid, I will seriously have like a full-blown panic attack. I'm fine in the store. I'm fine sometimes at checkout if I can walk right up to checkout. But if I have to stand in a line, oh my God, I will start shaking. <laughs> I will start foaming at the mouth. Legit. Like, it's insane. It, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. That's probably an example of modern society creating some arbitrary set of variables for my body to just like instinctually respond to for no fucking reason. That makes no fucking sense. But um, for that reason, I actually find it comical and I don't put myself down for it. You know, like sometimes I'll get up to the checkout and it, they probably think I have Parkinson's or something like seriously, like I'll be shaking so hard, like like my debit card and like I'm all red and I like can't speak. I feel like I'm going to pass out and I check out. And as soon as I'm out the door, I feel great. I'm like, wow, that was weird. And I just laugh it off because it's like, you know what? That's hilarious. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but life is absurd, bruh. Roll with it. Roll with it. But, 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 30 minutes. Okay, I'm looking at my time. I'm trying to make these shorter, by the way, and stop rambling forever. Uh, 
But yeah, I think that the first reason that a lot of the discourse around mental health and wellness is so aesthetic is because for one, you are practicing self-denial by basically negating this very natural phenomena of your human body giving you emotional responses to the sort of stimuli you experience around you. So that's my first issue, okay? But then beyond this, I mean, look at like, look at the more specific fucked upness of this situation, you know? Look at the mental health industry. Like, it's a fucking joke. Look at the pharmaceutical companies and shit, you know? They are literally just, like, making shit up and telling you that you're fucked up and giving you this shit. I mean, for one, this idea that you can have a chemical imbalance, first of all, is not even a real thing. Isn't that crazy? I've met so many people, and I'm not trying to be derogatory to anyone, because my anger is not directed at any of you who might be struggling with any of this shit. My anger is directed at this environment that we exist in where my people who I love, all of you, my human peers, have become convinced that they're broken instead of the society that surrounds them being the thing that is broken, which it is. Shout outs to the Unabomber. That is why this quote is so fucking profound. Because a lot of what depresses us is entirely rational. I mean, I know for myself, not getting anxiety in the line at Rite Aid, but, you know, I know that a lot of what I find distressing and upsetting about my experience of being in the world and in society, I think is entirely rational. So what am I supposed to do? Am I... Should I realize in the face of my powerlessness to change society single-handedly that oh, instead I will just rationalize that I am broken and go get a therapist and, like, you know, spend $500 a month on this uh, prescription? Or should I just fucking accept the facts that I'm fine and the world's fucked up? But for real, like, I mean, look, look, uh, first of all, capitalism, I see you talking about capitalism in there. Capitalism ruins everything. Cap, C-R-E-A-M, capitalism ruined everything around me for real like and and medicine is definitely not an exception i mean it's crazy how much money our all of our medical industries generate you know and mental health i think is one that is particularly easy for people to exploit because for one the population of people that seek mental health services i would say are already vulnerable you know these are people that are already distressed. They're coming looking for a solution. They think that they can be fixed, you know, by something. And I'm not saying that, you know, a thing like meds or this or that can't help you, whatever. Like, I take drugs every fucking day, you know. I, I love drugs. Drugs make my life much more fun. Uh, but, but the idea that there's something wrong with you and we're all just eating it up. And not only are we eating it up. We're, like, defending it rapidly, like a bunch of fucking guard dogs, like the Doberman pincers and fucking All Dogs Go to Heaven or whatever that movie was. Was it All Dogs Go to Heaven? What's that movie where the Dobermans are, like, the guards? <laughs> I don't think it was that movie. But for real, that's, like, what, what we're all acting like. And who are you defending? You're defending the fucking pharmaceutical industry, the institutions of psychiatry, which historically are basically just prisons for mentally disabled people. I mean, look at the history of psychiatric 
health or health. I don't know. Look at the history of psychiatry in America, especially. I mean, it wasn't until probably the past 50 years that maybe they started to be a little bit more ethical, you know. Even as recently as like the 1950s, they were just lobotomizing everybody, like doing all sorts of dumb shit. And even before that, it's just like, you know, we need some sort of prison for the mentally insane because the mentally insane uh, can't fucking hang with the rest of the general population. And beyond that, look, what an easy way to just lock people up if we find them generally disagreeable. Your wife is screaming at you? Shit. Slap her with a diagnosis of hysteria and throw her in the loony bin. She'll be seeing figures in the yellow wallpaper in no time. But yeah, it's like, shit, fuck that shit, fuck that shit. I hate this attitude that people see themselves as broken. When I think that what we should be doing is instead of rationalizing away the problem as being ourselves, we should look around us and see that shit is fucked up out here. We are removing accountability from ourselves and also from the powers that be if we defend this idea to the death that we are broken and we are the fucking problem. Of course, things like mental illness exist, you know, and stuff. But I think that the scale of where this conversation has gone has just become absurd. Absurd. To even say anything about anxiety is just like, oh my god. Oh my god, you don't think anxiety is a legit fucking mental disorder that this guy discovered and blah 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 blah. Suck my dick. Anyway, what do you guys think? <laughs> trying to, uh, trying to, trying to be a little controversial in here, man. Shit, fuck, fuck it. Unabomber, Unabomber's got so many slammers. So many slammers. I'm gonna read some of these. Ramona says, mental health creates a market to profit from. Most mental health is the failing of a broken system, not meeting the needs of the people living under it. Exactly, Ramona. Thank you for putting it so eloquently. It's so true. I mean, like, and I would be less bothered if people just realized that, like, the psychiatrist's office is a great place to go get free drugs. Because, like I said, I love drugs. I think that all drugs should be decriminalized. Drugs rule. I love them. If we all just openly acknowledge that this is where I'm going to go get some drugs, that would be fine with me. But what bothers me is that people are being lied to. And even people that have been on some of these drugs for five years can say to others I have a chemical imbalance when chemical imbalances don't even exist it's just like damn what the fuck seriously it's true look it up a chemical imbalance has never been proven to exist isn't it crazy then don't you think it's sinister that all these people are out here venerating the idea that they have chemical imbalances and other people have chemical imbalances and that is the justification that they offer for their depression and wouldn't I mean, doesn't that seem so sinister when confronted with the reality of what I'm saying? And what I'm saying is big facts. The idea that you're actually depressed for probably entirely rational reasons, you know? Look at the world around us. Look at all this shit that's going on. Are you serious? We're all in massive fucking debt. Climate change is fucking shit up. If you're a woman, you have plenty of reasons to be depressed. 
if you're of any sort of racial demographic that's not white in America, you have plenty of reasons to be depressed. Even if you are white, you could be a white dude, have plenty of rational reasons to be depressed. There's so many rational reasons to be depressed. If you're a person living in February 2020, you know, why is the impulse to immediately go to, you're broken. You just need to take more lavender oil rose petal baths. Huh? Have you tried cucumber uh, extract? Mmm, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it because I love you. I fucking love you. I'll fuck you. I'll fuck all of you. <laughs> no, for real. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to... I think, like I said before, I'm about to wrap this up. I think that the reason people become upset during these kinds of discussions is actually very reasonable, you know. Because there are so many assholes out here that would be like, oh, you, you're upset about this or that? Go run it off, bruh. Go hike it off. Stop being a fucking pussy. Go to the gym and pound out those fucking reps or whatever. You know, and this is a very popular attitude. A lot of people don't believe in uh, depression as a thing that is, like, real at all, really, you know. So I understand why people uh, get defensive about these kinds of conversations but the reality is uh that I think a lot of us are holding each other back um by by acting like there is no conversation to be had here about mental health and wellness whether or not it's something you possess uh and and depending on the extent to which you possess it in any which way means you're doing something right you know you're advocating for yourself you're getting the right treatment you know I think it's entirely reasonable to think that you can be depressed your entire fucking life if everything around you is fucked up your entire fucking life you know I think that to rationalize away the reality is to do yourself a disservice you know of course we have to find coping mechanisms like drugs um but that's a whole different story you know i i i definitely need to find a way to cope with the reality <laughs> with my internal impressions of everything that is going on around me absolutely Zaniel says phenomenology cured my depression is that true because phenomenology definitely uh helps helps me with my depression absolutely philosophy in general really helps me with depression and this is part of why I'm so invested in it you know because I have a tendency to get wrapped up in the specifics of everything around me which I don't think is a bad thing you know um but I think that since we're all so immersed in our day-to-day -day lives which has so many specific variables specific complex things you know do gay people wear hats what if my hat's too floppy all these sort of ridiculous arbitrary sort of things that leave us with all of these sort of emotional affirmations that really don't make any sense so it's kind of hard to navigate them you know um but also you know specific things like like thinking too much about how much I fucking hate being a woman like things like this you know I get depressed and shit 
But philosophy really helps me because philosophy for me is a way to consider all of these things and be proactive about my own worldview and how I will rationalize and try to make sense and order out of how I interact with my external environment, but while also being able to do it in a way that I think is a bit removed. It basically helps us achieve some sort of crucial distance, I think, from our set of conditions. And when you're able to take a step back and talk about the sort of concepts that have so much impact on your daily life in a way that sort of removes you from the immediate equation Although, of course, you are still, you know, a key player in this equation. But this act of abstracting your surroundings, I think a lot of people will maybe say that that's unhealthy. That's disassociating or something, something. Which, who knows? Fuck it. Um, But I think that for myself, the more that I... Every time I'm very troubled, going back to philosophy for me is like my instant cure. I was like so depressed before we did that Hegel reading, by the way. And then I it like it was like instant boom, I'm good again. <laughs> That's my therapy. I need a distraction, a proactive distraction. And for me, philosophy helps me do that. I mean, because isn't that also what therapy is in the first place? What is the benefit of therapy? You know, the benefit of therapy is that you go meet with somebody who is not somebody that you know you interact with on a daily basis you only interact with them to share retellings of your life and they are supposed to have some sort of benefit because of the fact that they are not a key player in your life you know they have some sort of distance crucial distance to help you gain some added perspective on your life you know I think that this is what philosophy does for us as well it gives us perspective We take a step back. Ramona. Also, offloading accountability for this onto people is classes since it assumes everyone has the same means to go to the gym or take a hike or bats and cucumbers. (laughs) Basically, fuck all these hoes. That's so true. I think it's true on multiple levels, Ramona. For one, I think, you know, the culture of of, uh, acting like... You know, if you're depressed or anxious, there's something wrong with you and we all need to be very sensitive to this reality and, you know, don't talk about this or that. I think for one, um, it denies the reality that a lot of people are depressed for very rational reasons that I think makes more immediate sense to the people who experience the worst of it, you know. If you're living in some neighborhood that is just like totally stricken with poverty or gang violence and, you know your brother got murdered in front of you and this and that, you know, I don't think that these people sit around and are like, what is wrong with me? Why am I so depressed? You know, it's pretty fucking obvious because they have a much more explicit example. I think it's easier for people uh, who live in, you know, I don't know, some little fucking apartment with the heat on. They don't have to worry about watching their family members or loved ones get murdered right in front of them. I think it's easier for these sorts of people to to rationalize all of this away as like you know i'm the broken one the problem is us i have anxiety respect my anxiety this or that you know um but then beyond this as well i think that's also true that um a lot of people just don't have access to 
the sorts of resources that exist for people uh, who are having, uh, you know, serious issues. Sage666 says, philosophy as therapy, lols. What's fucking funny? There's nothing fucking funny about it. Nothing funny. Philosophy is therapy shit. I just, it just doesn't talk back necessarily. But I talk to it. It does talk back shit. I have to like Google something to get it to talk back. But it talks back. Anyway, speaking of philosophy. This is Phenomenology Club. I've been going on for 45 minutes. I'm going to stop. Like I said, I will upload at least once a week. While I am in this hyper-focused moment. Finishing all this shit I'm working on. Um, so, sorry that it's a little less frequent than usual, but I'm sure I will be back to my regular, frequently uploading self in no time once I finish all this bullshit. Um, please sign up for our club. We have a Discord. I'm in there often. It's only $1. Follow the Patreon link if you're interested. What else was I going to say? We have to resume book club at a certain point. I don't even want to say this, but I'm going to say this because you know what? We're talking about mental health. I'm going to out myself out here and I hope I shame all the Phenomenology Club members. Recently, the last time I tried to do book club, I had my first experience of nobody showing up and it was traumatizing. I'm traumatized. I'm emotionally traumatized. And that is clearly a rational response because what the fuck? You know how hard I work on book club? And nobody came. I was like, fucking, it was, it was, my heart is shattered. And I don't know if I can ever pick up the pieces, honestly. So I don't know when book club's coming back, okay? Okay? Honestly. Like, what the fuck? But, you know, it'll come back eventually. (laughs) Once I get over it. Once I do enough drugs to forget about it. So, if you're interested in reading too, next time we meet for book club, we'll be discussing, uh, Engels, Friedrich Engels, nature what is it dialectics of nature fuck i forget the title already this is how this is how little i care anymore because you fucked me up dialectics of nature okay i knew it was something like that i thought it might be like dialectical naturalism or something dialectics of nature it's only 16 pages long uh i link all the pdfs on the website i'm also working on the mobile friendly version of the website so soon all you hoes that don't have computers can access it from your phone easy right now the site on mobile view is just ugh, gross but you know you can also go on your phone and uh select desktop view at least you can if you have an android i don't know about all you iphone users but you know, you might have to zoom in, but it'll at least, at least the code will not be broken if you look at it on desktop view for now. But that should be up within, you know, next week or so. So anyway, thanks everyone for being here. Please give me a thumbs up because when I ask for a thumbs up, I get more thumbs up. So I'm going to keep asking because I find it very emotionally validating. Uh, anyway, you're all gay. You all wear hats. Uh, I think next time we'll talk about eugenics because that sounds fun. So I'll see you all soon. Goodbye.